0: Thank you for listening to the Grace Chapel Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our senior pastor, Kurt Henn. For more information about our church, visit our website at gracechapel.cc or follow us on social media at Grace Chapel, Ohio. Our text this morning is Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 17. Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through Through 17. And I'm always the last one there. Give you a little time. Verse 10, it begins this way. Now he, that is Jesus, was teaching. Now, as we go into our passage, we're gonna see Jesus have an encounter with two different people. And his interactions with them, his reactions to them are totally different. And so we can learn some things we can learn how to navigate and discern how to interact with people as we look to minister in the name of Jesus as well that is it takes you know great discernment to minister well in Jesus name and so Jesus is our example And so as we look at him, we can learn some things of how to respond in similar circumstances. And the first person that he encounters is a suffering woman, and then the second person that we will see him encounter is an angry religious guy. So let's take a look. Verse 10 again. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. So listen, Jesus is passing through town and they ask him to be the guest preacher at the congregation. Verse 11 And behold, there was a woman who had had a disabling spirit for 18 years. And so listen, there's a woman there, she's disabled, she's, she's crippled, she has been that way for a long, long time, 18 years of pain and heartache. And listen, her physical condition had a spiritual cause. That is one of the things that God's revelation reveals to us is that we are spirit and we are body. And so, therefore, sometimes our physical symptoms, our physical suffering, can be just simply physical in nature. We can get sick, we can get injured, we can have a genetic disposition, all those types of things. But here is something we would not know apart from God's revelation that sometimes. Our suffering has a spiritual cause. And so this woman has been attacked by an unclean spirit, a demon. It has her bound so much so she is hunched over. Verse 11 continues. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself that is listen she had severe chronic back problems and she struggled to get around she couldn't even you know straighten up and and most certainly she she struggled probably with shame over her condition and how people viewed her she most certainly probably struggled emotionally because she had not, you know, for 18 years, she hadn't been able to straighten up and let, you know, the sun hit her face. She, she couldn't look up and, and gaze at the stars. Listen, she was fixed on the dirt. That's all she could see. And she was like a person, you know, looking for a grave. And there was probably some days she would have been glad to find one and be done with her suffering can you relate to that have you ever felt like that some days you just you're done <laughs> I, I i i don't want to continue on this path well listen satan seeks to get us to fix on the dirt that is you know some of us can probably relate to this woman you know directly physically we have some of the similar physical suffering But certainly all of us, I think, can relate that the enemy is seeking to pile on our backs at this time and get us to hunch over and to just fixate our focus on the dirt. And listen, everyone's sharing the dirt. Everyone's living in the dirt and so they're angry and they're frustrated and they're lashing out. And even if we're not trying to look at the dirt, they're lashing out at us. And so you, you feel pulled in that direction. You feel them, you know, hunching you over and your eyes get dim because there's just so much frustration in the air. Well, listen, friends, my brothers and sisters, we need to straighten our backs in the Lord. And we need to cast our eyes on the Son, the Son of God. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus. We need to look up. In fact, I would just encourage you when I'm done to stand up straight and look up, even physically doing that. In the, in the midst of your discouragement, in the midst of all that is happening, just stand straight in the Lord and and look up and proclaim that your God is good and he is in control. Listen, we need to fix our eyes on him. We cannot stay hunched over in the dirt like the rest of the world. We have a greater God. Psalm 46.1 says, listen, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Well, it continues here. Verse 12, when Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, now, I love that because, listen, Jesus saw her. He spoke to her. That is, listen, he initiated with her. She didn't approach him. She didn't talk to him. He approached her. Now, I bring that up simply because typically, and we've seen in our study here in Luke, typically when someone's suffering, they initiate with Jesus. I mean, they, they want to touch Jesus. They want to approach Jesus with their need. But she doesn't do that. You know, perhaps because she didn't want to trouble Jesus. Perhaps she had, you know, just too too much of a sense of low self-worth. Perhaps she had just given up. Just given up that this is the way her life was going to be. She didn't have any hope of being healed. She didn't have any hope of anything really changing in her life. Verse 12 continues. Woman, you are freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight, and she glorified God. Now this is a tender picture, and, and yet it is a powerful picture at the same time. That is, listen, Jesus saw her, and then Jesus spoke to her, And then Jesus touched her. Well, that would have been very unusual in that culture. And so the question comes up, you know, why did Jesus lay hands on her? I mean, he didn't have to, right? He didn't have to heal her that way. He could have just spoke and it would have been done. Well, listen, again, I think this is just a picture of how personal And how gentle and how loving Jesus is towards those he loves. And so listen, Jesus is the same with you. And so he reaches out in tenderness. He reaches out and he touches this woman, listen, to let her know that she was worthy. To let her know that he loved her he saw her he accepted her and then he healed her by the power of god verse 12 again woman you are freed from your disability now jesus commands this uh, disabling spirit out of this woman's body And so listen, we pray for the sick as well. Jesus commands us to do so. We believe that God is a God who heals, and we also believe, and that we're commanded to do so, that we can cast out unclean spirits in Jesus' name. And so Jesus does this. He commands this out of this woman. That is, listen, if someone is uh, addicted to drugs or alcohol or sexual perversion or they have a physical malady or a, or a mental malady, listen, if Jesus speaks, if Jesus comes in in the moment and they encounter Jesus, listen, they will be loosed immediately and they can straighten themselves up as a free son and daughter of God. Everything changes immediately. Now listen, you might push back from that and think, you know, I've, I've been going to church for a while. And listen, I, I still struggle with this and that. And, and so, you know, uh, how does that work? Well, listen, I I would just call you to remember that this woman has been seeking God for 18 years. She has been coming to worship, seeking God's face in the midst of her bondage, in the midst of her suffering for 18 years. And then in one moment, when she encounters Jesus she immediately was let loose and set free and able to stand straight up. And so listen, sometimes I have found that our deliverance, that, that bondage breaking is delayed. And it's delayed sometimes for various reasons. Oftentimes it just takes us a while to get it. Oftentimes, whatever lies, whatever things that have been a part of our lives, sometimes it just takes a while before the truth actually penetrates where it needs to go in our heart, and we actually believe it. But listen, this is what I know. This is my advice to you. Keep coming to grace. Keep believing Keep worshiping Jesus because, listen, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And trust me, at some point you will hear Jesus speak to you and you will feel the chains fall off. You will be loosed and set free immediately. And so, listen, perhaps your moment is now. Listen, the Spirit is released. The Word is very active in this moment, and so I would just say to you, be loosed in Jesus' name. Listen, uh, I've had this work both ways in my life. I've had Jesus initiate with me when I didn't even know I was in bondage and touch me and release me Immediately. From bondage, from satanic deception. Other times I've had to pursue Him, and over time by applying God's truth and disciplining my heart and mind, changing the way that I thought. And so God works both of those ways because ultimately He is forging us into the character of his son. And so I would just encourage you to pursue Jesus, and he will work in both ways in your life. Well, it continues here, verse 13 again. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and she glorified God that is listen her whole life was changed in one moment <laughs> one encounter with Jesus everything changed and so she is just bursting forth with worship you know in, in other words you know kick the band again this lady is ready to dance <laughs> verse 14 there's that word but and so it'd be great If the story just ended there, it would be great if everyone was just happy and rejoiced over what Jesus did. But that is not the case. And listen, we see this all the time here. We understand this, and it happens so much, we almost have to prepare ourselves for it. That is, God can move mightily in our church, through our church, in a service or in an event, and... And every single time Satan is present, every single time Satan is at work in someone's heart, someone in the church sees it negatively. Nothing new under the sun. Let's see how it continues. Verse 14. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, there are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed. And not on, the, not on the Sabbath day. That is, listen, the law, apart from knowing God, is just a cold set of rules that are hard to receive. But when we understand that God is our loving Father, then we understand that his instruction is good. that Listen, his commands are in order to protect us from that which would harm us and to provide that which is best for us. That is, he's not looking to restrict our freedom or our expression. He is looking to keep us from harm and hurt and death. In fact, to kind of illustrate this a little bit, God's laws are kind of like the boundaries that the Henman kids had when they were young in my house. That is, when my kids were young, we lived on a a very busy road. And so listen, listen. Uh, they were not allowed to play in the front yard because that busy road was right there. And and so that was the boundary. They had a, a, a side yard. It was big. It was huge. They had the woods in the back of our house. And so they could do whatever they wanted on the side. They could do whatever they wanted in the back. But the boundary was, you know, not the front yard. Listen, because we didn't want them to get run over. We didn't want them to get hurt. And so God's laws are like that boundary. Listen, not to restrict freedom, but to protect and to provide that which is best. But what happens is this, and this happens in the church today as well as it happened in Jesus' day, is religious people come along and they say, well, you know, you know, God doesn't want his people out in the front yard But what we need to do is we need to create another boundary. We we shouldn't let them on the side of the house either because we don't even want them to be tempted to go on the front. So they should just stay in the back. They shouldn't even be allowed to be on the side. So we need a second boundary to protect them from crossing the other boundary. And so that is what we should do. And then... Some other religious people come along, and they say, well, you know, that second boundary, that's great, but we think there should be a third boundary. They shouldn't even be allowed to go out of the house at all. They, they should stay inside, so they're not tempted at all to go anywhere they shouldn't go outside. And so listen, what, what starts off as a healthy, loving boundary from a loving father turns into a prison created by man-made rules added to God's loving commands and so listen the sabbath was a gift from God a gift from God to take a break from our normal work and to worship God but what they did the religious people of that day is they added a bunch of stuff to make it weird and burdensome for everybody and that's seen in his reaction here let's take a look again verse 15 then the Lord answered him you hypocrites does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, who Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? That is, listen, Jesus' point is very simple. I mean, if, if you would have compassion and help your animal on the Sabbath, and that is good and right. Shouldn't we also help a woman who's been suffering be set free on the Sabbath day as well? And of course that made abundant sense, and he kind of shuts this guy down. Take a look, verse 17. And he said these things, as he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. Well, let's take a look at verse 15 again, just real quick. Jesus says there again, And then the Lord answered him, You hypocrites. Now, as we close, let let me ask you this. Is that a tender response or a tough response? It's a tough one, right? That is, listen, Jesus responded tenderly to the suffering woman. But to the religious man, he responded toughly. And so, listen, as Christians, sometimes our response to people is one of tenderness, it's one of compassion if someone is discouraged or caught in sin or, you know, is suffering or struggling or they need to know the Lord, then our response needs to be one of tenderness. And yet at other times, sometimes we need to be tough. If someone is being prideful, if someone is being selfish, if someone is just critical and they're judgmental and they're righteous, and they're being overly religious. That is, sometimes we're tender, and sometimes we're tough. Listen, that is being like Jesus. That is leading like Jesus. Well, as we wrap up, I just uh, want to say, first and foremost, uh, Happy Thanksgiving to you and And as I say that, I just want us as a family to be very intentional about giving thanks to God this year. Please, please take a moment for your family to very intentionally give thanks to God. I think we need it this year more than ever listen the attitude of gratitude i mean there's actually been medical studies through harvard and stuff done on this the attitude of gratitude is the most healthy attitude you can have emotionally and physically and listen spiritually as well you know gratitude is attractive to people but it's also attractive to god in fact 1st thessalonians 5:18 would Encourage us in this way. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to the Grace Chapel Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our senior pastor, Kurt Hen. For more information about our church, visit our website at gracechapel.cc or follow us on social media at GraceChapelOhio.